0: Before we get into the word, if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter three and we'll get there in just a moment. One other thing that came to mind is, uh, in the first service that I just wanted to share with you quickly, um, you're going to see, and at least it was obvious to me, um, having prayed and and sought the Lord on this word that I was sharing this morning, as we were in worship, several of the songs like spoke directly to it. And I think it was so obvious that as you listen to this message, you would probably think, oh, they um, got together and planned, you know, the worship songs and the words so that it all, you know, fits nicely together. Um, And the truth is, we don't we don't do that. Uh, Pastor Theron uh, prays and seeks the Lord for the worship songs that we seek. We sing every Sunday and um, he they, they practice and play, uh, what's on their heart, um, or what God's put on their heart and um they also practice on Thursday night which um and i think it's it's true for pastor Daryl too we're not we don't have it all together by thursday uh, to to even tell him what it's going to be that comes later in the week so it wouldn't be possible if we wanted to do that but anyway i just i thought it was really and we see it over and over and over um that that god brings everything together um from the worship service to the message and we look, and even series and uh when pastor Daryl is going to preach um he he seeks God on what he's supposed to preach. When I'm going to preach, I, I seek God. Uh, before I was in this role, he didn't ever tell me, here's what you're going to preach on. And now that we've transitioned, I don't give him direction. He just seeks God. And But we look back over the last you know, four years that I've been here, and God has woven it all together. And, and it's like he knew what what was going on and what would be happening. And so it's really exciting to see God do that work and his plans, uh, come together like that. Well, this series is titled entering God's rest. And this morning's message is on understanding his rest. Last Sunday, we discussed that before you can enter the rest of God, you have to hear his voice and be uh, responding in faith to what he's speaking before we can enter that rest. And this, uh, this morning, we're going to be talking about understanding his rest. Uh, last week, if you weren't here um, and didn't have a chance to listen to that message, you can listen to it on our podcast or via our Facebook page um, just to get that full understanding. But I want you to just keep in mind that before we get to understanding his rest that we're going to talk about this morning or actually entering his rest that we'll talk about next week, you have to hear his voice and be responding to that. Well, just uh, so we get on the same page this morning, I want to give you a a high-level context for the whole book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews was written to a group of Christians whose faith was wavering. Their faith in God was wavering. And if you were here last week, you know that we looked at Hebrews chapter three and chapter four, and it addresses the lack of faith that the Israelites had in God's ability to do what he had said to do what he had promised. He had promised them that he was going to bring them out of Egypt, but not just bring them out, that he was going to bring them in to the promised land. And you'll remember that we talked about, uh, you know, the 12 spies that went in, but only two believed that God was capable of fulfilling his promise and allowing them to defeat the giants that were in the land. The other 10 brought back a good report about the land but a bad report in their faith in God to do what he said. And the people sided with those that said, we're not capable, we can't do it. And the other two agreed with that part of the story. They said, you're right, we're not capable, we can't do it, but God can't. He promised and he's faithful and he'll do what he said. Rather than responding in faith though, they responded in unbelief. And so the author of Hebrews was using this as an example of when God's people not only wavered in their faith, but they literally responded in unbelief. And so now he's encouraging this, these Christians, this letter to the Hebrews, he's saying, don't respond like the Israelites. God's speaking. We read last week that he said, today, if you hear my voice, the Holy Spirit is speaking today. And he says, today, if you hear my voice, don't respond like the children of Israel. Don't respond in doubt and unbelief, but rather believe the word that I'm speaking and believe that I'm faithful to accomplish what I've said. You could sum up Hebrews uh, in four words. Be confident in God. Be confident in God. He's faithful. He won't let you down. When things in our life and our world are shaking, it's an opportunity for us to learn to live by faith in Him and not by what we see. God's desire is for us to build our foundation on the eternal and not on the instability of temporary things that we see with our own eyes. So chapter three and four of Hebrews is telling Christians who are wavering in their faith in God, don't be like the Israelites. Instead, hold on to your faith and what God is speaking today, walk by faith and enter my rest. You can enter my rest if you walk by faith and hear my voice and respond and do what I'm asking you to do. With that background in place and that context in our minds, let's look at Hebrews chapter three, verses three through six and see if we can get a better understanding of what God's rest looks like. Verse three says, for Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now, Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house if we indeed hold fast as our confidence and our boasting in our hope. So there's a couple of items that I want to point out. Uh, in this passage, and first of all, that we are Christ's house, just like Moses was if we belong to Christ. He's the builder. God uh, is the builder of all things. The second thing is that uh, God built everything and he is due all honor and all glory. We'll get to this more in a moment, but what I really want you to keep in mind from this passage is God built all things. Now turn just a page over. It might be on the same page in your Bible. Hebrews chapter four, verses one through four says, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have have failed to reach it for good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them Because they were not united by faith with those who listen. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. So God rested on the seventh day from some of his works. Is that what it said? He rested from most of his works. No, he rested from all of his works. You know, this is a story that I'll I'll just be honest. And this is where, to me, the revelation of what God showed me a, a month or so ago, when He just put on my heart to read the the Book of Hebrews, and this is what stood out. Is I always read Genesis. And just saw that God worked six days and rested on the seventh. And then the assumption by, you know, what we're used to or our context today is then he got back to work, right? He even uh, gave us the Ten Commandments and said we should rest and have a Sabbath day. And our experience of that is work five days and take off two or work six days and take off one. And so, you know, just naturally we put that. On God and assume, well, that's what He did. He worked for six days, created everything, took a day off, and then He got back to work. But that's not what the Scripture says. It says He completed all His works from the very foundation of the world, and after He had worked those six days, He rested from all of His works. Hebrews 4 9 through 11. Says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for whoever has entered God's rest. This is talking about us. If we have entered God's rest, we have also rested from our works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive and labor to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. What disobedience is he talking about? Back to the Israelites. God had called them to do something he had done from the foundation of the world. He had a plan for Israel. He knew what he had for them. And he had decided he was going to give Canaan, the promised land, to the people of Israel. That was the land he promised to Abraham when he said, go to a land that you don't know, that you've never seen. And Abraham, by faith, got up and went. He believed God. And we know he believed God because he left. <laughs> he didn't stay. He didn't say, well, maybe that'll happen one day. God said, go. And he went. Well, then it comes to the children of Israel and he says, go in and take it. I'm going to hand it over to you. And they say, whoa. But there's giants there. And so he's telling us if we want to enter his rest, the work that he completed at the before the foundation of the world We have to enter it by faith, by believing that he's going to do what he says. And if we don't respond with the same sort of disobedience as the children of Israel did. We're going to look more at our entering the rest of God next week. But what I want to point out here in verse 10 is that whoever enters the rest of God, God's rest from all their works. Just like God did from his. And then we'll expound on that in just a moment. But we have a little more foundation to lay. So before that we're going. I want you to just remember what we just read in Hebrews chapter 4. First of all the builder of all things is God. And then we just read in Hebrews four three That his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day From all his works. His works were finished from the foundation of the world. This verse that's being referenced here comes from Genesis 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 2, and that's what I was talking about when I said we, we read that and how we interpret it. It says, On the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God finished all his work from the foundation of the world, and then he rested. So this this kind of brought up just a simple example to me if you have kids uh, and if you don't have kids if you were ever a kid which we should all at, at least have that applicable to us um how many of you remember your parents saying uh you can't you know go to your friend's house or do whatever you want to do until you finish your homework or till you finish your chores you know you have these responsibilities to do until your work is done You can't rest. You can't do what what you want to do with with your time. And so that's what this is saying is God literally finished all of his responsibilities, everything that needed to be done from the very beginning. In those six days, he had made, uh, taken account for everything that needed to be accounted for. And the work was finished, and so he rested. And he's saying we have the ability to enter that rest with him. One thing that I want to point out is that I'm not saying that uh, then we can sit back and not do anything. That's not what God called us to, and we'll get more into that in the next two weeks. But it's a matter of doing what God has completed. He's asking us to work with him in a completed work, if that makes sense. He had promised the promised land to the children of Israel from Abraham. The work was completed even before Abraham was born. It goes back again to the foundation of the world. But then he tells Abraham, I want you to walk with me in this promise. It's done. The land's yours. All you have to do is go. And Abraham went. And then the children of Israel had the same opportunity to respond to God's voice today, in their today. But rather than believe, they looked at the circumstances, they looked at the enemy, and they said, we're not capable and we don't believe you are either. That was their response. That was their heart. And that's why they couldn't enter. And so everybody of that generation, except for Joshua and Caleb, had to die before they could enter the promised land. So this brings up some questions. Or at least it did for me. So how can God be resting? Look at what's going on in the world today. Look around you. Look at all the chaos. And God's at peace. He's at rest. How is this possible? And the reason God is resting. The reason it's possible Is because all his work's done. And we either believe it or we don't. Either he did everything from the foundation of the world. We know, and we're going to look at some other scriptures in just a second. The book of Isaiah was written. The prophet Isaiah came over 700 years before Christ. And Isaiah is full of prophecies about the Christ that was to come. So do we believe that God... Knew what was going to happen 700 years in advance, but not from the beginning? (laughs) That maybe he knows what will happen tomorrow, but not 10 years from now? No, God knew what was going to happen in every circumstance from the beginning. And he has a plan, and the work has been going just like he planned all the way to Christ, and then from Christ to our present. It's on schedule. He's not worried. He's not wondering what's going to happen next. He knows. And he's inviting us to participate with that completed work today. The Holy Spirit said, today, if you hear my voice, don't respond like the Israelites. Respond in faith. Do what I'm calling you to do. Isaiah 53, verse 7 says, he, and it's speaking of Jesus Christ, was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that's led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. There are countless other prophetic words about Jesus Christ in the Old Testament like this. But there's only other one there's only one other scripture I want to reference, and it's actually from Revelation chapter thirteen, verse eight. And it's speaking of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The Lamb, Jesus Christ, was slain from the foundation of the world. So I want to put all this together. God is the builder of all things. He completed every work from the beginning. Adam and Eve's sin wasn't a surprise. He had accounted for that. He accounted for everything. It was in the blueprints. From the very foundation, Jesus Christ was always going to come. He was always the answer. Not only did He plan from the beginning, He also spoke to the prophets throughout the generations. He was always, Jesus Christ was always our only hope. And everything since Christ has been part of His plan His finished work, too. And so God is at rest because it's done. The work is finished. Pastor Darrell shared something with me between the two services that I, at least in this message, hadn't thought about. And it was just if you go back to the Old Testament, like when when he told Moses to build the temple, God had a blueprint. He knew what the temple was going to look like before it was built. And if you've ever read those passages in Exodus, it's detailed. I mean, down to, you know, put these little fringes on the end of the coats and, uh, you know, wear this and that and make these bells. And, you know, I mean, it just goes line by line by line. It is a detailed blueprint. You know how and why it was so detailed? He built it at the foundation of the world. And all that he's doing with Moses is saying, here's the plans. And if you're faithful, you'll work with me and build what I built. And they did. And it it looked exactly like the plans because they responded to the word of God. And that's what he's calling us to today. Today, if you hear my voice, if you hear the Holy Spirit, respond in faith. And like Megan shared in the word and the worship, it doesn't mean it's all going to look good in our eyes or it's going to be easy or there's not going to be trials and struggles. The plan from the foundation of the world was for Jesus Christ to go to the cross. And we know that Jesus himself, when he was here, prayed and, and went before God and said, is there another way? And the father said, no, there's not another way. This is the plan. This was the plan before the foundation of the world. And Jesus Christ says, not my will, but your will be done. And God has a plan for our life. And it may not be easy. Actually, he promises it won't be. Anytime we're responding in faith, it's because He's calling us to do something that we can't do on our own. Only He can. Philippians 1, six says that He will finish the good work that He started in us. He started the work and He's going to bring it to completion. We believe that, that His sacrifice is enough to bring us to Him, but then we want to Keep our salvation on our own. Now I've got to earn it. It doesn't work that way. We can only come to Christ through Christ. And we can only stay with Him through Him. He started it. He's doing it now. And He's going to complete it. And the promise in His Word is that He had the plan from the beginning. And He's inviting us to join in that plan. This message is foundational to us actually entering his rest. It's good that we know what we're going to enter and what it means to walk in a completed work. There's two more scriptures that we're going to look at and then we'll close. Uh, Psalm 127, one through two, and it'll be on the screen. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor to build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. I don't know about you, but there's been plenty of days where I've worked late, got up early because I had something I had to do. And only if I spent that much time would it get done. Because I was relying on my abilities and my strength and my plan, and this is what I had to do. Have you ever had one of those days that you know it's going to take everything you've got all day long to get it done? And something happens at the very beginning that your whole day, it either takes everything off course or that's all that your whole day ends up being. And nothing that you planned. Happens or works out. Do you know God knew your plan wasn't going to work out before you got frustrated, before you got in a fit? And that's what that verse in Psalms is telling us. If we do our plan, we're not even going to get to sleep well at night because we're still going to be anxious and worried. And if, when you finish one of those days like that, then you're like, well, how am I going to get done now? I lost that day. Now I've got to do more tomorrow. What if that's not God's plan? And he would say, today, if you hear my voice, walk with me in that. And that may very well have been his plan for it all to fall apart. But if we're working with him, we can do it in rest. And the key is, and that's why we started last week with hearing his voice, is when he speaks a word, we can trust that he's going to complete it. There's a story that we'll probably look at either next week or the week after that God sends the children of Israel into a battle and they, they just totally get decimated. But it was, they, they heard his voice. He said, go. That was just the plan. And they come back and they're crying out to God and saying, you know, what happened? You told us to do that and we lost. And they say, what do we do? And he says, go back again tomorrow. And so they go back the next day and they fight. They get decimated again. And they come back the third time. They say, Lord, what happened? What do we do? And he says, go back tomorrow, for tomorrow I'll hand him over to you. I don't think most of us, including me, would make it that far. God speaks a word to us. We hear him and we step out and it doesn't work how we think it's supposed to. Well, God didn't say that. Because God wouldn't do something that's going to be uncomfortable to me. He's not going to cause pain it's not going to work out any other way than i would expect it to work out and if it's not what i expected then that couldn't have been god but rather they went again and i look at that story and i think okay god if i was faithful enough to go the second time and got the same results i don't know that i would be faithful enough to go the third but they did and he did and they followed his voice every step of the way and that's what he's calling us to hear my voice and follow it did you know he's never told us to be responsible for the results that's not that's not up to us we're not even supposed to worry about the results he didn't tell us to the results are his he just said follow me If God didn't plan for the work to be done, we're wasting our time. It doesn't matter how early we wake up or how late we stay up. If we're building something that he didn't build, we're going to be frustrated. We're going to be anxious. We're going to be fearful. We're going to be worried because we're putting it on ourself. Not only that, but nothing that we build ourselves is going to last. First Corinthians three, 11 through 15 says, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. This is the other scripture I was referring to that we, you know, the worship song on Christ, the solid rock. I stand. He's the foundation. No one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only is through fire. The foundation, the very first thing that was put down was Jesus Christ. And only what's built on him will last. Only what God planned, only the work that he completed from the foundation of the world is going to take it and to last through that test of fire. And we can either build with him what he already built and be confident that it's going to happen because he said so, or we can build something on our own. It doesn't say we don't get to build things that he didn't build. It just says they're going to be burned up and we're not going to have anything left. But if we build what he calls us to build, it's literally going to last forever because he built it and it's going to stand it's not on the screen, but I wanted to read uh, John 1, 1 to you. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and this is speaking of Jesus Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. John reiterated what we read in 1 Corinthians. Jesus Christ is the foundation of everything. And it was planned from the beginning of the world. God is at rest because his work is done. And like I said a moment ago, that doesn't mean that we sit back and don't do anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. And next week, the next two weeks, we'll talk about that, about us being in his rest, working, laboring in his rest. But my heart is that we will all walk away this morning with an understanding of what God's rest looks like and why he's at rest. Because his work is done, all of it. And we can either work with him in his completed work, walking and living by faith, and doing what he's calling us to do. Or we can have doubt and unbelief. And respond like the children of Israel. And say no God I don't believe you. I don't believe your word. So I'm going to build what I think. What I think should be built. The last thing I want to share with you. And we read this scripture last week. It's John 10:27. Jesus Christ said my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. He's inviting us. He's inviting you to enter His rest with Him, to hear His voice, and to follow Him into the completed work that God finished. And His promise is to us, whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from all His work just like God did. He's made us that promise. If we enter His rest, we can rest just like He did from all His work. And the reason is the work's done. If we're doing the work He did and that He's speaking to us and we walk in that, it's done. His word does not come back void. Everything that He did will be done. And if we walk with him in that, we have the confidence knowing it's going to happen exactly like he said it would. All we have to do is believe and step out in faith and do what he's saying. Much easier said than done, right? But when we hear his voice, and you know when you hear his voice, Don't respond like the children of Israel and believe. Do like Jesus said, if you hear my voice, then you're my sheep and you'll follow me. And we can live and work from a place of rest. My prayer is that this word will sink in this week. And I'm praying and asking God that he's going to give all of us a revelation of what this rest, of what his rest looks like. And I would encourage you to read through Hebrews. It's really not that long. it probably take you 30 minutes or so. If not, at least try to read Hebrews 3 and 4 before next week. And just take a look and let him speak to you of what his rest looks like. And let the Holy Spirit build up your faith. That you say, Lord, I just want to hear your voice today. What are you calling me to? What are you calling my family to today? And I'll respond in faith because I believe you're going to do what you said you would. Will you bow with me and pray? gently, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this day that you have made. Father, I just ask that you would uh, encourage us with this word from Hebrews, Lord, what it was written for in the first place, to stir up the faith of your children, Lord. That our faith would be stirred this morning to know that we know that we know that you are faithful. To complete everything that you say you're going to do. Father, I pray for revelation from the Holy Spirit this week. As, As we read your word, as we read through Hebrews, Lord, that you would speak this word to us and we would be encouraged that today we might hear your voice. And that today we would respond and step out into faith of whatever you're asking us to do, Lord. And not not with expectations of what the results are going to look like, Lord. But just trusting you that you're going to be faithful. And it's going to look like whatever you planned for it to look like. And that we know that we can trust you because you're faithful. And you won't leave us or forsake us, but you'll always be with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.